Hello everyone and welcome to Across the Stars, a Star Wars podcast about all things Star Wars. Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Across the Stars. My name is Christian, and today I'm joined by my friend Danny. What's up, my dude? What up, my friend? How are you? Not too shabby. And you? I'm um, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. I'm I'm pretty excited because uh, this is like my third full length episode. The past two I've had my friend Matt on, so I'm happy to get someone new on, have some new discussions because I know you and I kind of disagree on a lot of things when it comes to Star Wars. But we disagree on a lot of things in general, <laughs> but at the same time, you know, we still respect each other mostly and we can uh, have fun conversations and we're both still Star Wars fans at the end of the day. So that's what it's all about. Yes, sir. Um, so today I just wanted to kind of talk about like uh, maybe like just ranking the Star Wars films because you have some very unpopular opinions, I think, when it comes to <laughs> Star Wars movies. Um, but. Like, the more I think about it, like, uh, the more I think about your favorite Star Wars movie, the more, like, things I think I like about it, um, which, I don't know if it's still your favorite Star Wars movie, but for the longest time, you, you've you said you've loved Return of the Jedi, right? It is. It's definitely still my favorite. Uh, my second one would probably be Rise of the Skywalker, but yes, that was definitely still my favorite of all time. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's... It's a good movie. Like I've always kind of felt it's the weakest of the original trilogy, but at the same time like the like the climax is one of the best in the in the entire trilogy. Um I mean Luke, you know, when we first see him getting his green lightsaber and everything like it like there's so many cool moments in Return of the Jedi like except for maybe like it starts kind of slow, the Ewoks are kind of meh, whatever. Like there's there's a lot of random things in there, but overall it's, yes. it's still a very strong movie. It is, and the the thing I first of all I love me some Warwick Davis, who was one of the uh, Ewoks in that movie. Right. Uh, I also just it was probably the I remember as a kid growing up I had seen them all, but there was just something about Return of the Jedi for me that just stood out. Uh, I. Uh, I don't know. There's just like um, Han Solo. Like I thought he was. Like, I loved how like you know the uh, him and Leia. You know became official. Right. Not not in that way, but you know what I mean. Like they uh, they kind of teased. Like it was there in um, Empire. Empire, but it, it's on full display and. Uh, the second one, I don't know, one of my favorite scenes in Return is when, when Han's telling Leia that if Luke's the one you want to be with, then go ahead and she, he would support her. <laughs> and uh, my favorite thing about that is she goes, no, that's that's like my brother, so <laughs> I love you. <laughs> but, I mean, also, if I remember correctly, it might be a little wrong. It's where they actually uh, receive Palpatine and pull force. Um, who honestly to me is probably the most iconic, well, in the cinematic universe is probably the most iconic villain. I would say Vader, but to me, Vader's not really a, uh, 
he's more of a conflicting villain. He kind of walked a tightrope, in my opinion, especially towards the end of uh, Empire and more so in Return, where he's kind of more on the light side. But Palpatine, um, in general, is probably in my top two or three villains of all time. Right. Well, I mean, and even but, the, even the title, like Return of the Jedi, is mm-hmm. like a lot of people think it return refers to Luke, but Anakin is is actually the Jedi who's returning in that film. Yes, yes. Like Luke and is I'll, I'll guess, the Jedi. I'll concede, and that's that was my initial thought was uh, in the beginning was when I first saw it, I thought it was referring to Luke, and then. After seeing it, like if you see the like the the first the not the original but the prequel trilogy, it definitely tells you it's right there in your face what the Return of the Jedi actually is and what it means. Right, and well, Be- yeah, it goes on to like the the greater thing is like you know we we're led to believe like you know this is Luke's story based on the original trilogy, but th- really it's always Anakin's story. Yeah. That's that's what the Skywalker saga is. It's Anakin's story, which and even 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 in the new trilogy, Anakin's presence is felt throughout the whole the whole thing as well. Like, um, I mean, more so with Kylo, but his presence is still felt throughout the 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 new trilogy as well. Like, I mean, Vader or Anakin, his to me, even the new with the new all the trilogies together. To me, Anakin is still, no matter what, was the central figure. He was the central key figure to it all. Right. I get all the all the stories, all of them, uh, in their own way, sort of revolved around Anakin in some ways. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's why that's why, like the like in in hindsight, the original trilogy even is is better when you view it from that perspective. You know, like. Luke is the catalyst for bringing uh, Anakin back to the light, but yeah. Luke, it's, it's not his story overall. No, so. no, it's definitely Anakin. Like, like it's his. Like for me, even from the prequel trilogy all the way through to Return, it's his, it's about his struggle and eventually him actually fulfilling his destiny, which is bringing balance back to the force, which he ultimately does. Right. Yeah. And even like, uh, you know, the, the prequels still, even though a lot of people don't like them, they do enhance the story of the original trilogy. Like in the way that, you know, we, we understand that now Anakin Skywalker as Darth Vader, who never had a real father, who never had a real father figure. Obi-Wan was more of a brother to him. He never had that father figure. And then he has to become the father figure to Luke that he never had, and that that makes it even more of like an amazing moment when he decides to kill the Emperor and bring balance to the Force and come back is because he 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 had to become something that he never had, he never witnessed, he never saw. So, well, to be fair, that's also Palpatine's fault because he also straight up he straight up lied and misled Anakin for the purpose for his own purpose because he's the one that. Uh, I don't remember if it was ever confirmed, but I, I was always under the assumption those visions that Anakin was having about Padme and uh, was it um, Revenge of the Sith? Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe that was, I've always been under the assumption that was 
Palpatine's doing sort of to guide him into what he wanted him to be. And he also fed him a bunch of bullshit about bringing her back. When ultimately, Anakin was the one responsible for her death. Right. And I think that, um, I think that kind of played a part as well in, uh, I think that was something Anakin always kind of struggled with even after he became Vader. But Anakin to me is, is uh, a lot of people give Hayden Christensen shit, but I've gone back and watched him. I thought he was great. Well, it's, like, it's not it's not entirely his fault. I mean, if you look at Attack of the Clones, like it, it's bad. It's kind of bad. Like a lot of the dialogue is very cringy with him and Padme, and it's like it's not the best. But then his performance kind of felt, in Revenge of the Sith is just amazing. It is like Revenge of the Sith. He like he, uh, what he does very well with that movie is he he he, he brings the conflicting emotions that Anakin's going through. Uh, he that comes across the screen very well because you could like for my personal opinion, you see a struggle between with be, wanting to do right, but then those uh, dark side the the uh, the Sith feelings per se that he has also come to the service. Or surface, and then for me, I think the holy shit moments when he sided with Palpatine and helped throw what his name out the window. Right. Well, because it's it's such a conflicting thing for him morally. Is like you know we have this Jedi code that we're told to adhere to so strictly, and then we have all these Jedi that are just you know not doing that. They're all being hypocrites. And then like he are uh, probably also feels bad that he's married and having a kid, which he shouldn't be. And like he, yeah. he's like you know it's not the Jedi way. This has never happened before for the Jedi, and all these things are happening to me. And now everybody's being a hypocrite and not not doing what they should be doing. Why are we killing well, someone that, we should be arresting? Like now that I think about it, I kind of get why Yoda didn't want to train Anakin. <laughs> well, yeah, and even Yoda like warns him like about his his dreams and visions. He's like, you know, we have to be careful when sensing the future. Like. We can see that this will happen, but you don't know how it will happen. And by trying to stop it from happening, you might cause it to happen. Like what happened? That's another one. What movie was that? Uh, Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, it was Revenge of the Sith. That's also another part I loved was Yoda versus Palpatine. Yeah, uh, we got to we got to see Yoda in action and actually kind of kick some ass. Well, yeah. I think he also kicked some ass in. Um, Attack of the Clones, if I remember correctly, right. but he, he, to be honest, Dooku, but you know that was about it. You know, like I, I haven't watched that movie since it came out because <laughs> I wasn't a big fan of uh, Attack. Yeah, like, um, but I, I think this, like, <clears throat> the the other one I really love. I'll be honest with you, I hated the Last Jedi. It's probably at the bottom of my list. But I need to go back and rewatch it and just fast forward through the scene I hate the most, which is the casino scene. Right. I still think it's the most pointless goddamn scene in any movie. Um, I've heard it's much better if you can just get through that part. But um, I was pleasantly surprised at how much I actually walked away from uh, Rise of the Skywalker, how much I walked away loving that movie. I, I thought... Um, JJ, uh, it was what two and a half, maybe three hours. Yeah, I commend JJ. I give JJ. I commend him. He threw as much as he could into that movie, and there's so much fan love in that movie. Um, I mean, not everyone was happy about the movie, but tough titties. Life ain't fair. Yeah, I gotta be honest. Like when I first saw it, I liked it, but after rewatching it twice, wow, what a bad movie. <laughs> 
was it bad? It's bad. <laughs> it's bad. Yeah. I love to see my. I can't. Well, I think the scene that won me over the most in that movie is when Annie or uh, Kylo uh, comes. Like he shows up at the end to help. Um, Ray. Yeah, I don't hate that. I hate that they kiss because it's out of nowhere and makes no sense. Um, but, <laughs> and then like the the Ray Skywalker thing, like I, I've talked extensively about it. It just it just hits a nerve for me. Like I, I don't think it, I think the kiss made sense though because there's always been sort of sexual tension between the two of them. I mean, but special, not really special. Oh, really? What was that long when she's looking at his? Starry dream eyes there at the end of fucking Return or The Last Jedi, looking at him so dreamily that they're just they're, they're just staring at each other. Yeah, you can feel the sexual again, tension in the like, air. His 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 coming back, like is like it was a given. We all knew it was going right. to happen, but it it doesn't necessarily make sense. Like I I love the way it happened. Like I love the scene with him in Han Solo. Like it, it's it works so well. But like, Unfortunately, I had that spoiled for me. I, I never told you this before the movie came out. I actually read some of the spoilers, so I knew what was going to happen going into it. Of course you did. Um, <laughs> well, you, you know how I am. I'm still trying to find spoilers on Halloween, which I'm having no luck. Like, here, here's the thing with like also the Rise of Skywalker is like this idea that Palpatine didn't actually want Rey dead when he very clearly wanted Rey dead. Like, he sure did. And, he sure the hell did. And then he's like, oh, yeah, I wanted you to come take your place on the throne the whole time. Like, no, you fucking didn't. You sent Kylo That's the to other, kill Yeah. No, I agree, though. Like, they never really established. That kind of did come out of left field, though. They never really established in any of the Star Wars films that, that Palpatine had, what, a granddaughter or anything like that. It was never established. So you, you would be correct on that. That's, that definitely came out of left field. Yeah. I, I personally think they should have went with Ray as maybe a. Uh, I remember uh, reading that supposedly at one point she was going to be a sort of a reincarnation of Anakin. That would have worked because uh, they like because what was it? Uh, what, what was the first one? Um, uh, the Force Awakens. They talked about the Metaclorians and all this and that and how you know what I'm saying. Right. That could have worked, but but the whole thing with Palpatine having a illegitimate love child or grandchild or whatever, yeah. Well, but I, th- I thought I think I thought, about it. Uh, Go ahead, sorry. I'm just gonna say, uh, what killed the last Jedi for me was the whole thing with, uh, uh, what was his fucking name? The dude I thought was Palpatine forever. Um, Oh, Snoke? Who did Ray... Snoke. Like, they were building him up, and then they just, bam, he's gone in, like, two minutes. It's like, really? Well, I mean, that would have worked for me if they followed through with the idea that Kylo is now the supreme leader. Like, he made that choice. Now, in the Rise of Skywalker at the beginning, he's murdering an entire village of people to get to the Sith Wayfinder. Like, he is the supreme leader. He will try to bring the First Order to what the Empire was. Like, that is his purpose. But then, like, they're like, no, this is all just a setup to make him turn good. And, you know, everything else that happened was kind of pointless. Like, you know, like... I knew I knew from the beginning when Kylo killed Han, I knew that uh, in that moment, I knew that eventually he was going to turn. 
I'm going to just let him kill him. And the fact that he he shed a tear, that's right. He was crying. Um, yeah, but Anakin cried after murdering all the Separatists, and then he became Darth Vader. <laughs> like, well, I didn't see him crying after he slaughtered a school of Jedi. He was. He he killed them. He went to Mustafar, killed all the Separatists, and he was on the platform crying until Padme showed up. I think he was crying more probably about the kids. The other guys were kind of shitbags. Mm. The kids kind of didn't do anything. Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. Ding. Also, what the hell was it with Luke Skywalker, though? He even tried to kill uh, Kylo. Right. That's the biggest issue with The Last Jedi is this idea that Luke would stoop to a level where he would even consider killing him. Like, like... You know, like, obviously we get the third, like, version of the story where it's like, you know, I went there, but then I decided not to kill him. But when he woke up, he saw me with a lightsaber and blah, blah, blah. Like, okay, fine. But the idea that Luke would ever stoop to the level of wanting to murder a child, essentially, for being swayed by the dark side, which, by the way, Luke was also swayed by the dark side at one point. He sure was. Like, this is is what happens. Like, you look at how... uh, Kylo in in Rise of Skywalker when he's fighting Rey, like how he beats her before like his mom interferes and he gets stabbed, is the same way that Luke beat Vader. He's beating her down over and over with the lightsaber until she's like just beat down. And then obviously, you know, other things happen. But that's the same way Luke beat Vader. But we're supposed to like believe that Luke would see the dark side rising in this kid and decide the best way to go about this is to try to murder him. <laughs> like that's the issue yeah, that- right and so like if we're moving into like you know film ranking like the last jedi is going to be towards the bottom not because it's a bad movie i actually think it's a very good movie but it's a bad star wars movie it's a very bad star wars movie it is and to be honest with you i i you gotta keep in mind that was Ren johnson's first actual movie which was also a bad idea because in my opinion well, uh, Star Wars, if you're going to give a Star Wars to a, a director that's going to do it, you should give it to someone with, that's actually got experience because it was clear to me with The Last Jedi, there's things that just didn't make sense. There was things that didn't go. Like I said, the casino scene didn't serve any purpose. Honestly, true. if they're going to have it in there, it should have been a, like, they should have maybe cut it and put it on, like, an extended cut or some shit like no, that. No, no, they should, that, they, th- that whole plot line exists for zero reason whatsoever. Like, that's it why, doesn't that's affect why the me. plot, it doesn't change the story, there's no agency to it. Literally does absolutely nothing except get uh, Finn and Rose onto the other ship, which you could have done in literally any other way possible. Rose was also another way to... I, I wasn't a fan because she said Finn. I hated Finn. Worst Star Wars. He's worse than Jar Jar Binks in my eyes. Well, and again, but, uh, that, it doesn't work. Her saving Finn doesn't work because she didn't die. Like, the idea of sacrificing for people you love doesn't work when you're still alive. Why did it work so well in Rogue One? Because they they literally gave their lives to give the, the, yeah. to give the Rebels hope. She literally did nothing. She stopped Finn from doing exactly what they did, from sacrificing himself to give them time to escape or give them hope. She stopped that. Uh, like it, it doesn't work at all. And then I think it may have worked a little bit better also if I uh, I have nothing against the chick that played her. I have nothing against Rose Tico's character in general. 
but they maybe they have it more of an effective way. She should maybe they could have had her die off and uh, rise because to me she just felt absolutely useless in Rise of the Skywalker. Like she's well, the few things she the few things she has, she's with Leia, and then she doesn't pop up again till at the very end when they're on that fucking ship and. Right. It's just like they just—it to me they felt like they threw her character under the bus a bit. Well, I didn't mind her um, character like actually in Rise of Skywalker. Like I, I thought she was fine. Like she she was trying oh, to agree. do stuff, but like where, whereas like you know she had a smaller role, which I think is why people didn't like it. But I, I didn't mind her in that. I didn't even really mind her in the Last Jedi that much. But like the decisions in the writing were the issue, right? Like. I just think I think Finn is uh, they should they could have done better without a with Finn without Finn like like my biggest problem was his character you can chalk it up to writing but I've seen him act in other movies and he's absolutely trash uh, but John Boyega was poorly casted for this movie I think they could have done a lot better uh, his character for, I won't just concede the writing wasn't very good for his character as well. But I've seen other movies where the the character the script's bad, but the actor does a great job of still delivering what he can with the script. John Boyega also failed in that aspect in my eyes. I just think it's. But, I just think Finn is a bad character. Like I don't think John Boyega can save the writing and direction for that character when I said, employ. If you don't, if, if you don't think he's a good, if you think he's a good actor, then I employ you to watch fucking uh, Pacific Rim Uprising. You'll see just how bad he is. Well, I can't defend you know the actor based on his you know other roles, but just for the movie, the Star Wars movies, I I don't blame him because. You know, you start with this character. That's a very interesting concept of this stormtrooper who breaks their coding, right? That's an interesting concept. And even in that movie, in Force Awakens, he's not a bad character. But then he becomes comic relief. He becomes this weird character with, like, this, like, uh, weird, like, uh, score to settle with Captain Phasma. Like, and, like, it's just like... Well, I did like Poe's uh, Poe storyline a lot better than Finn's, though, in uh, Rise with uh, Rebecca. Was it Rebecca? No, it wasn't Rebecca Romain. Who was that chick under the helmet? Uh, Carrie Russell? Something. Russell. Yeah, it was Carrie Russell. And like Poe's relationship with her and the, the backstory we got was actually really interesting and cool, cool as shit. Right, but we should have got that like over the course of three movies. Like, Poe is not an oh, interesting character right away. Like, and and to get that, and then you're just like rushing everything in that movie is is really like a mistake. So you know, and same with like Finn. Like, his story in that movie should have been more fleshed out. Like, I like what we get of Finn because after rewatching the Rise of Skywalker, it is clear that he is force sensitive. Like, it's very clear in that movie. Like that. Yes. But we we get so little of that that it's just like. We should have fleshed this out over the course of a couple of movies. The other thing that drove me bananas uh, with the rise of the Skywalker, and this might be petty, was at the end when she takes and she's sort of burying Luke and Leia's lightsaber. Where the hell was Anakin's Force Ghost? It was just Luke and Leia. I was waiting for, I I, I just think it would have made more sense seeing this was the end of the Skywalker storyline, you know what I mean? where the hell was Anakin's Force Ghost to tell Kylo to stop fucking around? Actually, I heard, I read that they shot it, but they cut it. 
they cut because Hayden Christensen had been casted for the Anakin parts, but they cut it. I uh, I don't I don't know like the the sequel trilogy to me is just like so uh, discombobulated dysfunctional like there is obviously no plan and and that's where it falls short. Um, but, I, I will say this: the blame solely goes on Kathleen Kennedy, but I'll leave it at that. Right. I mean, Kathleen Kennedy should get credit for the good decisions made at Disney, like the Mandalorian and and, and no, like, that should be. I think most of that success should go to John Favreau. I don't disagree, but you know, someone has to green light it. Someone has to okay these things, like as as executive producer or whatever, head of Lucasfilm. Like she had some role in it, even if it's a very very small role. Listen, we've covered Kathleen Kennedy, you know, numerous times. Here's the thing with her. If you look at her career, most of her success is not her, it's not her own success, though. She was riding off the back of Spielberg. Now that she's been on her own, you know what I mean, like with Star Wars, and she she's look how much she's done more. She's done more bad than good for Star Wars. And I don't disagree, <clears throat> but again, you're, you're, you're the one who loves uh, Rise of Skywalker. So, you know, do you give her credit for that? Or I, is that JJ? I, 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 I like JJ. Look, JJ can do no wrong in my eyes. He won me over for life with Star Trek in the darkness. But, uh, well, him and P- Benedict Cumberpatch, but. <laughs> okay, okay. Well. But she, uh. It won't matter because last I I think this year or next year it's the last of her contract and I don't think Disney's interested in bringing her back and I don't think she wants to come back. Uh, so we'll see. I I still I think it was you that told me this and I agree with this a hundred percent that they're going to put the movies on on the back burner for a little while and just kind of let it rest and they're going to focus more on like the animation side which they should. To me, uh, they're it's like. DC. DC can't make a live action movie if their life depended on it. But their animation, animated movies, fucking fantastic. They do not disappoint for the most part. Yeah. Look well, at what look what what they're doing with Star Wars. They got the Mandalorian killing it. They got the Attack of the Clones killing it. Clone and Wars. then they should focus on yeah, Clone Wars. Sorry, <laughs> I've never watched it, but I've heard fantastic things. Yeah, it's really good. It's really good. Um, but I think instead of focusing on these movies, let it rest for a while. Maybe when they do bring it back, do fucking, uh, Knights of the Old Republic. That's something fans have wanted for a very long time. There's a lot of fucking story there. And if done right, can be amazing. Right. But I, I, I'm down with them focusing on, cause like, was it when Solo came out? They, there was kind of talks cause Solo didn't do very well that uh, there was franchise fatigue, and I think there's some truth to that. I think that Disney did too much Star Wars too soon. Um, I think that they should let it sit for a while. I'm not saying like a decade. That's too long, but maybe let it sit for another three or four years and then bring it back. Right. There's, well, other, aven- there's other avenues that they can they can do and make interesting and creative stories rather than just movies. Shit. For instance, they made—I uh, can't believe I'm saying this. Don't get me wrong. Attack, or Battlefield, Battlefront Two was great, pretty good story. 
but it was mostly multiplayer. But they made a great fucking game in the Fallen Order with a fantastic story. Why not make more of that? Well, the campaign more... in Battlefront 2 was good, too. No, it was. It was a little short for my liking, but... Uh, yeah, well, the, I don't play the, video the, games the, much, so it was perfect length for me. <laughs> that is true, because you get to beat Spider-Man, you little bitch, but... Um, Dude, I'm literally on the first uh, level still. Like, I just finished, like, the, the bank thing. I, I don't know if it's a bank, but, yeah. You need to get up on that, because they're getting ready to release my, the Miles Morales DLC in the fucking fall. Yeah. I mean, but anyway. I, I bought the Ultimate Edition, too, so I have all the other DLCs I haven't played. They're re-releasing it for the PS5, uh, and it's going to have everything. And that's where Miles, they're going to, uh, for what I read, Miles will either be separate or it's going to be part of that. But Miles, they have confirmed that the Miles Morales story is not uh, it's not a separate game. It's going to be a DLC attached to the first Spider-Man game. Hmm. And I read it's going to be five to ten hours long. Right. But anyways, uh, there's other avenues that I think they should explore rather than just doing movies. But um, if I had to pick out, like, I don't like shit talking outside of fucking maybe The Last Jedi. All Prequel trilogy, original trilogy, and new trilogy all have their strengths and weaknesses, but if I had to pick a trilogy that was, it has to be the original trilogy for me that uh, that stands out the most. Right. They're all good. I love all of them. I think they all have their strengths, but it's just like, I grew up with the original I love the actors from the original. I love the stories from the original. Hell, if you go back and watch the shit on VHS, the original VHS tape, you'll see the blocks surrounding the TIE Fighters. It's so bad. It's like so cheesy, but at the same time, I love it. Yeah, but for what for the time it, it was made, like that's like a fine yeah, mistake. It, you know, it's like it's well, still better than anything went, people have seen. And then they went back and fixed it when they re-released them in the 90s with additional footage like... Uh, like Jabba... Yeah, like Java, and uh, it's been so long since I watched that, but yeah. uh, that's the other thing I loved. Like, and I kind of miss George Lucas running the show. I mean, yes, his shit kind of got convoluted a little bit. And, George Lucas should absolutely uh, be the guy behind the scenes making the decisions and, and framing oh, the, I agree. the stories. Oh, 100%. But he shouldn't but be near writing, a camera or right. directing. <laughs> yeah, or writing. Yeah, I, I, I think he got... I, I think, personally, he stopped giving a shit after he took so much shit for the prequel trilogy. I think he stopped trying. Uh, I think that show. Well, that's why he sold the trilogy, is because of fans. I mean, just being fucking shitheads. But, like, you know, going back to what you were saying, you know, Disney is still moving forward with making Star Wars movies, but they're also doing a lot of, like, Disney Plus TV series content. Like, there's a, there's news about a Solo series coming back. Obviously, The Mandalorian. Uh, Kenobi they should. be on there. Like, they should. I, that's what you, this is what's going to make Disney Plus leaps and bounds better than fucking Netflix. Uh, is that they got? In fact, I'll, I'll go one farther. I'm going to say with the the the, the 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 money that Disney's got and the amount of not just Star Wars but Marvel and all these other properties, what they're going to be doing with that platform is going to make Disney Plus above and beyond the best platform platform or streaming platform that there will be out there in my opinion right. i love hulu don't get me wrong but um well maybe, i mean shit 
it may even revolutionize the way movies are released in the future, the way they're doing it now. So um, I love it. I love it. I'm hoping that, like you said, that the thing with Milan, I hope it takes off. I hope it works that way. Yes. Like if they want to release, for instance, black widow later on in the fall for 30 bucks, but you can keep it as long as you have your, um, Disney plus subscription. I'm down. Keep dropping them because let's be honest. I was at Target today. The movie section is barren. Right. I want some new shit, and I think, I think if Disney can pull this off, it'll be amazing. And if anybody can pull it off, it'll be Disney. Right. And also, it's a little off topic, but is um, Far From Home on Disney Plus? No. Unfortunately, the Spider-Man movies still have distribution rights through Sony. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that if or when that'll change, but, but, uh, well, for now, if they ever get Spider-Man on there, holy shit. But, um, I mean, shit. Yeah. Disney plus, like they have all the animated, like, uh, Spider-Man TV series and stuff on there because Disney made those, but they don't have the movie rights necessarily. But Disney, like, like, I used to hate Disney. Um, you know this. I used to, I was like number one shit talker on Disney. I still have my beef, but like with certain properties, you know which properties these are: <laughs> Alien, <laughs> Predator, Cough, Cough. But um, I, I, I gotta give credit where credits due. I think that they've done a great job. I think that Star Wars is going to have a big and bright future. I love the fact that. I went, what was the last, I think the last one me, you, and Scott saw uh, in theater was uh, The Last Jedi. No, we saw Rise of Skywalker in theaters. Did we? Yeah. But the thing I loved when we went is like watching parents like my age bring their kids to 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 experience this, and they're kind of passing it on to their kids. Right. That's fucking amazing. And very few films have been able to do that. Right. Well, that's what happened when I was a kid. I mean, my dad took me to the midnight showings of all of the uh, prequel trilogy. So, I mean, essentially he was passing it to me. So, um, I mean, even before that, we, we always watched Star Wars movies at home. So, well, uh, That's what I think makes Star Wars fans more different than any other. I mean, first of all, we don't like something. We're very vocal about it. <laughs> But at the same time, very passionate about the franchise. Right. I mean, they're trying to. Yeah. Like, th- that's the thing is like, what what film trilogies or film uh, franchises from the seventies do you know that still have huge <laughs> followings today? I mean, sure. Not many, if any. Sure, you can talk about Jaws, and then you can talk about the eighties with Jurassic Park and Indiana Jones. Well, but... Jaws is different though. Jaws, like the first two were great, but when people think of that movie, they think of the first one. Yeah. And the movie this is a little bit off topic, but since you brought it up, what makes that movie so special for people was one, the story was phenomenal, but number two, what they did, and, and shockingly, the effects for that movie, 40 plus years later, hold up very well still to this day. Right. And again, I mean, it's one of those things where like what George Lucas did with Star Wars made all these other movies possible, but what they did with Jaws with animatronics made you know, Jurassic Park possible and everything. That is else. very true. And that's another one, Jurassic Park. It's, it's the, when people think of special effects, that movie, even though it came out in 93, 
is still the fucking benchmark today for what special effects should be. Because have you gone back and watched Jurassic Park? Uh, no, I haven't. It still holds up very, very well. Yeah, I mean, and you have people that modern viewers, like with the new Jurassic Parks, who would rather see those animatronics than these new CGI ones, you know? like I I think CGI has been done to death. I, I like it. What you're starting to see now is pe- they're mixing in CGI with uh, animatronics yeah. and practicals, which is I, I love. I've been wanting more practical effects in CGI for a long time. I love it. Well, I mean, yeah, and, bringing it back to Star Wars, I mean, that's uh, that's an issue a lot of people had with George Lucas is, like, he didn't leave a lot of practical effects when he did special editions. He replaced it all with CGI. Oh, yeah, like Jabba. Jabba, have you seen Jabba? Yeah. He looks like shit. Yeah, they replaced Jabba. <laughs> they replaced... Well, I don't think they replaced him in Return of the Jedi. I think he's still an animatronic in Return mm-hmm. of the Jedi. But in his appearance in A New Hope, he was CGI. And then when he was in Phantom Menace, he was CGI. And then when they redid the Phantom Menace in, like, 2007 or something, uh, Yoda was a puppet before, and now he's yeah. animated. Um, which is, like, the you know... The big part of Yoda looks amazing. G- give, and I think, Baby Yoda, I think Baby Yoda's animatronics, too. Yeah, yep. I mean, also, can, do, do, you, do you give Ryan Johnson credit for bringing back Yoda as a puppet and not doing CGI, or would you rather that have been CGI? I rather Ryan Johnson never touch Star Wars. Okay, of course. The, the sad thing, though, and I'm going to sit down and watch it one of these weekends. I heard his first non-Star Wars movie, not Knives Party, was actually fantastic. So Knives Out. Yeah, that's a really good movie. That's what I've heard. I've heard very good things about it. It's on Amazon so, Prime if you guys want to watch it. Is it? Yeah. Oh, I have to. But uh, I, I don't know, look. I think Ryan Johnson did the best he could for what he could, and well, I just it was a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation. Like people were they were gonna love it, but they were also really gonna hate it. Well, I'll, I'll say it again. If that movie was just a movie uh, that wasn't Star Wars, like it's a good it movie. But because we have so much familiarity with these characters, with Luke and and Leia and everybody else. We know these characters, like, to see how he changed them to fit that story makes a lot of people very uneasy, despite the fact that the movie itself is good. It's just not a good Star Wars movie. It's not. And the other issue, my biggest issue, was the whole thing with Luke at the end. He, he used the last of his essential life force to force project into I'm like, why? I, I like that, though. I mean that that I did, he I, did what what said, Rose failed to do. He actually sacrificed you, himself to give hope to the the remaining resistance. But you want to do that? You want to say something like that for the third movie? You don't do that in the second movie. That's a big fucking moment. Like usually with the, the if you're doing a trilogy, right? The second movie typically is on a big cliffhanger. Yeah, but like when you typically do it, like you want to leave the second one with the second movie. Typically, like The Matrix, for instance, you, they left us wanting more for the third movie. You don't do that's that was a big no no in my eyes. What Ryan Johnson did, um, I just think like I just think of it like this: what is the or they killed Vader off in Empire rather than Return. Would have ruined it all. Well, that's different, though. I mean, like, 
Let's be honest. Like that's that's much different. Not really. Well, it is. Vader's the main villain. The hero of this story is supposed to be Ray, not Luke. Like, you know. Let's like, be honest here. No one. A lot of people love Ray, but Ray will never hold the same mantle or places in our heart that Luke does. I don't disagree, but I mean, at the end of the day, the story is Ray's, not Luke's. So, I, but but the the issue with that is like Ray is so far removed from the actual story that's happening. That that's where the issue comes. Like Ray is with Luke the whole movie while other things are happening, and and then she she shows up much like Luke did to to help her friends, and just isn't a part of most of the action. Like you know, like she just shows up at the end of the Battle of Crate. So, what's your take on Ray being a Mary Sue? Oh, uh, well, that that's a that's a conversation for another podcast. I, I, I don't think she is. And even if you say, like, even if people say she is and I say, okay, she is, that's not what is wrong with Ray. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't think she is. I don't think she is. Okay, okay for me, uh, a Mary Sue would be, for instance, in, uh, or what? Oh, God damn it. I have a memory farts up the ass today. Um. The Force Awakens, right? If she came right off the bat and took down the Death Star, then I would maybe make the argument that she might be. But the fact that she struggled with her powers throughout the, you know, for quite a bit in the first movie, and then they, she gradually got stronger, it worked in my eyes. Like that's not a Mary Sue. That's just, uh, yeah. With her character, uh. It was pretty good character development. I'm not gonna say it was the greatest, but it was it was far from bad as well. Like her character got the most character development in my eyes more than anybody, except for maybe Kylo. Um, Kylo definitely. I don't necessarily Kylo definitely, agree, <laughs> but I do think well, Ray is not a Mary Sue, but I can understand why people think she is. I just don't see it. Like, for instance, like I said, Mary Sue, like, if she came, like, first time in the movie, came in, took down a Death Star, I would see it. But she didn't. So, I mean, she did take it down a... She thought she killed fucking uh, Chewbacca in the third movie, but... Right. Uh, and if she's so powerful she in the would, Force, wouldn't she be able to sense that she didn't? Oh, that's a good point. I never thought about that. You you would be correct, though. Like, I mean, fuck, Leia was even able to sense when uh, Vader died, if I remember correctly. Uh, no, she could sense that Luke wasn't on the, the Death Star anymore. That's right. Yeah, but, uh, I mean, still, I mean, for someone who has no uh, experience, like, actually being Force-sensitive, as Leia did, like... That was, like, one of the first instances we saw of her being Force-sensitive. Uh, like, come on. <laughs> she can already tell Luke is not on the Death Star way far away. Like, I don't know. But anyway, um, I guess we should try to, like, rank these movies, right? Should we do that? Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm going to throw you under the bus right away. Like, it, we're, we'll start from the bottom what the worst are. I mean, if we're talking about the worst, I think the bottom three are something like Attack of the Clones, Phantom Menace, and uh, Rise of Skywalker. No, I won't say, no, I will get put The Last Jedi where uh, Rise is. Yeah, Last Jedi, Last Jedi should be down there too. I, I think bottom for sure is Attack of the Clones. Oh, 100%. No, no, no ifs, ands, or buts. I think it has to be dead last. Like, 
it's there's a lot of uh, yep. again it's it's a movie with a lot of really cool moments yoda fighting dooku uh the battle of geonosis is really cool like uh, i believe anakin lost his hand in that one as well right uh you know meeting jango fett seeing mace windu cut off his head like the, the, there's cool moments but the but dialogue think, with think... anakin and padme and that whole story is just really cringe and hard to watch sometimes so straight to the bottom for me uh, is Attack of the Clones. No, I agree. Um, and just so you guys know... I put the mind... uh, go ahead, sorry. I was going to say, that's where I, I, I got Attack of the Clones dead last. Right. Um, we'll, we'll talk about Solo and Rogue One in this ranking as well, but um, the, to me, they're they're higher than this. <laughs> so, um, right, right above Attack of the Clones, I'm going to just say Phantom Menace, even though... Like the, they have one of the coolest villains ever. The Phantom Menace is a really cool movie in the way that we have the pod race, which is really cool. Like we we're learning about all this new stuff. We also have uh, the the duel of fates at the end. But if you take those two yeah. scenes out of the movie, it's kind of a bad movie, right? Like you also you also forgot the most annoying aspect of that movie. Well, I never hated Jar Jar Binks is the issue, so I can't I hated Jar Jar Binks. He was so annoying, but. Yeah, I, I don't know. It was uh, also kind of weirded me out every time I watched it, knowing that you see that little boy and you see fucking Natalie Portman and you, you know that she ends up falling in love with him. Right, so, weirdos. It kind of came off, I hate to say it, it's almost like Adamant was a pedophile to a degree. Like yeah. She was kind of checking out the goods. I'm like, no. Well, I think, like, what they should have done, maybe is not introduce Padme until the second movie. Well, they should have just made him closer in age. Like, <laughs> yeah, because he was, what, 10? He was 9 and she's 14. Like, if he was, like, 13 and she was 14, okay, that works, you know? He's not 9 and 13. Yeah, Jesus. Um, okay, so for, for me, we're going to go right above Phantom Menace now. I, I'm going to say Rise of Skywalker. No, I'm not. Because it's actually not a bad Star Wars movie. It's just a really bad movie. Uh, but I got Solo. Uh, Solo's still better. Like so, Solo, to me, is like a middle-of-the-pack movie. Like It's not a bad movie. No. But it, 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 was, it hurts because it, it, it came out after was, Last Jedi. No, I think it was just a pointless movie that didn't need to be made by... Well, so is Rogue One. Uh, but yes, Rogue sir. One, to me, it goes to the top. One no, of the very best. no, no. Rogue One shows how we got the plans and how the plans were delivered. Yeah, and so Solo, shows, Solo shows how how Solo got the Millennium Falcon, one of the most important vehicles in all of Star Wars. I mean... But it serves no purpose. Like, we didn't need his backstory. It was never alluded to before. Of course it was. Uh, they they frequently talk about it. I mean, we, we when we meet Lando, we know that they have here, history. Let me be honest here. I'd much rather have had a Bobo Fett movie than a Solo movie. Well, oh, who so, cares? I mean, so, <laughs> it doesn't matter what you'd rather have. We got a Solo movie, and it wasn't bad. Do I need to point out the certain scene that drove me bananas in that movie? What, the freeing of all the, the Wookiees and shit in, uh, no, on Kessel? It involves a, it involves a robot. Yeah, like trying to liberate the droids and shit. Yes. I mean, yeah, it's whatever. Like, it's it, again. I mean, but it, that's not as bad as as some of the shit we get in other movies. I mean, come on, let's be honest. All right, let's just let's just not put Solo there. Let's put the Last Jedi there. 
right? Because, I can agree. Because The Last Jedi, like I said, I like a lot of it thematically. Some of the scenes are really cool. A lot of no, stuff. No, you're right. You're, but there's there's just so many. There's also things that just didn't work or didn't fit. That again, Casino scene. Canto bite is is a pointless scene and a pointless plot in the in the entire story. Uh, it the goes whole, nowhere. The whole situation with Poe and like just not being able to follow directions and not like and and Hodor not actually like communicating and telling people what the fuck is going on. You're a leader. Like I don't I don't get this compartmentalization shit. Like oh you you'll know when I tell you. Like just tell him and then you won't have all this stupid plot shit. Like let's not forget the let's not forget the whole Princess Leia floating space shit. I mean even that like it's it, it looks weird for a Star Wars movie, but if it's another movie like it's fine. But, it, like, the, the thing is, I never had a problem with the way Luke was on the island. Like, I, I thought that's just character growth and, and kind of a recession of character growth. I was jealous. I have a problem with the way that that we are meant to believe that Luke would actually try to kill a child. And to me, that is a betrayal of the character. And uh, that's that's where it, where it kind of falls apart for me. And then, you know, knowing everything we know following the, the Last Jedi with the Rise of Skywalker and everything else, like, it just makes that movie look worse, which it shouldn't. Like, it, it's just not a good Star Wars movie, unfortunately, even though it, I, I really like the movie as a movie. So, it goes no, there. I agree. Yeah, 100%. Um, okay, so now we can talk about the Solo go here, or for me, it's Rise of Skywalker. Like, eh, Rise of Skywalker is not a good movie. Like... It's not a good movie. It's a it's a decent Star Wars movie, but it's not a good movie. I tell now for me that's where Solo's going to go. I just felt it was it wasn't a needed movie. Like I like and the guy that played fucking uh, Solo, horrible. I've, I've seen Chris. Look, I hear people complain. Right, look, I'll be the first to tell you, I'm not seeing Batman because of Robert Patterson and his sparkling, boring ass. The guy that played Solo makes Robert Patterson look like he deserves an Oscar and has, like, the personality of fucking everybody. Really? Like, the dude... Yeah, the guy that played Solo just didn't do anything for me. He was boring. He was flat. He might as well have been in Twilight where Kirsten Wig because he would have been perfect in that. My fiancé likes him better than Harrison Ford. I can't... No, not going <laughs> to happen. Not in my lifetime. No, yeah. never. Harrison Ford... I'm sorry to tell you, Solo's getting a TV series on Disney Plus with him coming back. So, uh, oh, <laughs> I know I won't be watching that. I mean, you will because Donald Glover will probably also be back as Lando. God damn it! <laughs> I like me some Donald Glover. Uh, okay, we'll we'll put Solo there just for you. But now you have to concede to me: Rise of Skywalker is going next. All right. <laughs> If it was up to it's me, Rise of Skywalker it, would be under Phantom Menace, to be honest. No, I I think there's I, like there's just for me and uh, Rise had a lot had more cooler moments, and some of the uh, but I don't know you're kind of right too because I mean it's hard to top the battle at the end with Darth Maul and and Obi Wan and fucking Qui Gon. I mean, that, when I think of the, the prequel trilogy, that's the first thing that comes to mind for me. Right. I mean, well, you know what I mean? Like, it's the most important battle in, in pretty much all of Star Wars in the way that it's the death of Qui-Gon Jinn, the death of the only I father was, figure I, that Anakin I, could have ever had. Actually, I, I put it at number two, only behind the uh, Vader killing uh, 
Obi-Wan. Right, and, uh, but, but I mean, that's important because New obviously, Hulk. you know, Obi-Wan becomes even more powerful as a force ghost to, to help Luke along his journey. Like, obviously, that's very, very, very important. But we would have never even got to that point. Like, Anakin, if you ask me, would have never even become Darth Vader if he still had Qui-Gon. That is true, because Qui-Gon fucking, he was a big, big, he was like the biggest Anakin supporter of them all. He basically even told the Jedi Council, you can fuck off, I'm going to still train this boy. Yeah, he was the he was supposed to be Anakin's father, like in the way that like he would mentor him, he would train him, he would do everything he could to make sure he became a Jedi because the prophecy is yeah, about this that, kid. That was that was pre-racist Liam or uh, Liam Neeson. He was fantastic in that movie. Yeah, like uh, uh, he was, he was, he stood out. Like maybe if they in the Obi Wan series, maybe we'll see his Qui Gon as a Force ghost or something. Well, I mean, we had his voice in uh, in Rise of Skywalker, you know, talking to Ray. Yeah, we even had yeah, that was another, and we also had Hated Christensen yeah. too as well. But we had a whole bunch of uh, that, that, that's a cool sequence to me, you know. But uh, I, I I agree with you though. Fucking okay, I'm torn between the two movies. I mean, they're not great, but I enjoyed them a lot, and there's things I liked about both of them. I also lean more towards fucking uh, Rise because of who I saw it with. Well, I mean, you saw it first with me, Scott, and my sister, so... <laughs> but I, I get what well, you mean the was, next time you saw it, sure. I get it. Um, yeah, that was that was a pretty special moment. <laughs> okay, okay. All right. Um, we'll, we'll leave it there. We'll, we'll leave it right above Solo. Okay, so we have Attack of the Clones at the bottom, Phantom Menace, Last Jedi, Solo, and then Rise of Skywalker. Uh, what, do we, what do we think goes next? Um, honestly... It's got to be The Force Awakens, right? Like, yes. The Force Awakens, it was a great start to this trilogy. I, I really enjoyed it. It gave me hope going into the next movie. Um, but unfortunately, um, the, next we were two disappointed. Movies, the next two movies didn't live up to it. Um, but yeah. It was, yeah I've, gone, I've gone back and rewatched it. The movie is fantastic. Yeah. Unfortunately, I don't think it, it goes above anything in the original trilogy. Um, and... Uh, and n- not Revenge of the Sith or Rogue One either. So, um, for me, The Force Awakens goes there. And then, uh, I-, I would say Return of the Jedi, but I know that's your top movie. So, um, <laughs> I mean... <laughs> well, I know what you're the top three for a year. Is, I don't know the order. I well, Number one for you will probably be uh, Empire, then probably New Hope, and then probably Return. Uh, no. my So, for me, it would be Empire... Uh, Rogue One, and then Revenge of the Sith. Oh, I forgot about Revenge of the Sith. Oh, that's my number two. Just because the last half of that movie gets super dark, but super good. Like watching his downfall is is uh, it's a it's a beautiful thing yeah. in a way. Like, but like I said, like we covered earlier, what made that movie great was Hayden Christensen actually bringing those that those conflicted feelings across to the fans in a very believable way. Like that's not an easy task. And I, I give him a lot of respect for that scene, especially he did that movie looper, which was horrible, but that's not nor here nor there, but he, he was like, to me, 
Right, or Revenge of the Sith was his standout movie out of the two he was in. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Hayden Christensen's done a lot of other movies, but, like, they're kind of indie, like... Oh, no, it was Jumper, not Looper. It was Jumper. Sorry, Jumper. Wasn't Looper done by Ryan Johnson? I don't know. I know they had Bruce Willis and uh, the kid from uh, Third Rock from the Sun. Uh, It's like Uh, a Q-tip. Wait. Q-tip. He looks like a Q-tip. Does he? Um, You're talking about uh, kinda. Uh, geez, the, the, he was in uh, it, right, right, Dark Knight was, Rises. Yes, he played Robin. Which, he was he Dick. He played Robin. He played John Blake. He played a fucking cop. No, was. his real name was Dick. Uh, his, Dick Grayson was his real name. Get it right at the end. They tell you that. Yeah, it's a dumb movie with a dumb ending. So. <laughs> But, um, but you know who I'm talking about. Yeah, I know you're talking about uh, jo- Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Gordon-Levitt, yep. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. So, what what do you put above Force Awakens? Then I mean, the, we have left uh, a New Hope, Return of the Jedi, Empire Strikes Back, Rogue One, and Revenge of the Sith. Rogue One for me. Rogue One for you. Interesting. Okay. Well. We'll have two separate lists because, you know, we're two separate people with two separate opinions. But, yeah, I would put Return of the Jedi there. Uh, for me, after of that, it's, you would. it's A New Hope goes above Return of the Jedi for me. But for you, what do you put? I would put A New Hope uh, next as well. New Hope was great. I mean, it established the characters we, we, that we come to know and love. And we got some... Uh, if you been, I don't know if you've seen some of the behind the scenes on that. The cast were having a good time, and yeah, the the move the movie in itself was fucking amazing, and honestly ahead of its time in certain aspects. Um, yeah, a lot of aspects. And the sign of a great movie or a great trilogy that was done is it can hold this. It, 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 it like it holds up, and. Uh, I was like, all three of those movies hold up very well, and they're what forty something years old. And uh, if it weren't for A New Hope, I would have never got into the franchise. So it holds a very special place in my heart. So I would definitely put it in what fourth. Uh, yeah, that would be fourth. So yeah, I put it. Yeah, moving into no, the, right. moving into the top three, you know, from there, like Daniel's list right now would be Attack of the Clones at the bottom. Phantom Menace, The Last Jedi, Solo, Rise, Force Awakens, Rogue One, and then A New Hope. Yep. So, top three then, right? Oh, I, I guess I'll go through my list because I, I have uh, my own list now. Uh, uh, Attack of the Clones <laughs> at the bottom, and then Rise of Skywalker, and then Phantom Menace, Last Jedi, Solo, Force Awakens, and then Return of the Jedi, and then A New Hope. So, Yeah. Top three. Yeah. Hey, top three time, boys. Um, so what what would be third for you out of the remaining? You have Empire, Return of the Jedi, and Revenge of the Sith. I would put number three for me would be Empire. Are you one of the people who feels like Empire has been overhyped as the best Star Wars movie? No. I think it's great. It It, it dropped the biggest bombshell of it all. Yeah. And like it um I mean fuck, we lost what in Empire we lost, we lose fucking 
uh, Han for it, or we lose him till return. We fucking find out that uh, Luke is uh, Vader's son. I can't remember. Do we find out Luke and Leia or just Luke? Just Luke. We find out Leia in Return of the Jedi. Okay. And then, like, I mean, the fucking... He takes fucking Luke's hand. He could have killed Luke. Right. This is... This is one of the greatest things about Empire Strikes Back is, is is it it's quintessentially like it embodies one of the most important themes and lessons from Star Wars, right? Like despite the fact that at the end of the movie Han is in carbonite, Luke is one hand down, Vader is in 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 and uh and the Emperor are in complete control of the galaxy. We still end the movie being hopeful. Right? We still end that movie, despite all the bad things happen, knowing that the Rebels will eventually win because there's hope. There's always hope. They We see their fleet. We understand they're, they're going to Tatooine. They're going to rescue Han. They're going to get back on their feet. Whereas at the end of Last Jedi, I mean, there's no hope. There's like, we're, we're just, you know, we have nothing. The, the Republic's destroyed. We have a small group of people, like, everything's over like doom and gloom like it betrays one of the most you know essential elements of star wars which is hope yeah okay <laughs> back on track um for me n- number three is is uh rogue one uh which, you know you had a little lower a little lower there uh so number two we're gonna agree then revenge of the sith yes yeah, I mean, people can argue me, all they want, but but it's it's one of the best Star Wars movies. Like, unfortunately, not just that; it's also one of the most important in my eyes. Right. I mean, they they managed to capture the fall of Anakin perfectly. Hayden Christensen's performance is really good. Uh, Ewan McGregor helps to carry that movie all the way through to the end with his performance. Um, I love the final battle between the two as well. Right. You know, like stay with uh, Yoda and uh, Palpatine. That's pretty dope, right? That and the, the movie in itself is really dark. Like, if you think about it, like the first two, sort of lighthearted, kind of dark, but Revenge is really, really fucking dark. I mean, he slaughters a school of Jedi who are kids. He fucking he kills so many people in that movie, but yet. It's a little ironic in a sense that he, he he killed all these people to try to save the one person he loved the most, and he ended up actually being the one that killed her. Right. And in a way, it's sort of like uh, a uh, uh, fuck. Who wrote Romeo and Juliet? Um, Shakespeare. Yeah, it's almost like a Shakespearean tale, a little bit, just full of tragedy. Right. Well, and at the end of the day, it's it's a lesson to everybody, like. You know, a lot of people are asked, like, oh, you know, if you knew this was going to happen in the future, like, would you try to stop it? Or what would you do, right? And it's like, the idea is, like, this happens in in the modern world all the time. We're given snippets of information with no context, right? The context missing for Anakin was, if I make these bad decisions, I will be the one to kill Padme. But all we're told is, Padme will die, right? And he he's like, I need to stop this from happening. So then he makes a bunch of bad decisions and makes it happen. 
where we're given little snippets of information in the modern day with no context and people make bad decisions based on yeah. nothing. Like it's really, really dumb. But that's not about Star Wars at all. <laughs> um, and then he kill did he kill Dooku as well? Right, yeah, he killed Dooku. Um and, and it's a, like an interesting thing, like the the idea about like uh, Darth Maul and then Count Dooku being apprentices of Darth Sidious when in a way like Darth Maul was really just an assassin. He wasn't an actual apprentice. Um, and Count Dooku wasn't really an apprentice either. He was just like a morally uh, gray area Jedi that and that's a, was that was another thing I did. Like, that was another thing I liked about uh, Rise as they got into how uh, Sidious was uh, fucking the. He was uh, what's his name? Fucking uh, apprentice uh, Darth Darth Plagueis. Plagueis. Yeah. And then, like, it, it, it covered, like, how, like, uh, you know, the apprentice is supposed to kill the master and right. all all this and that. That was great. And, again, that's, um, but that's the, the, the one problem. Vader would have never been able to kill Palpatine, ever. Well, Vader did ever. kill Palpatine. With the help from Luke. No, Luke was helpless. And, I mean, come on, let's be honest. Luke was about to die. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, but see, he was distracted. If it was one-on-one, there's no way that Vader would kill Palpatine. If it was one-on-one before Obi-Wan totally fucked uh, Anakin, I think Anakin could have beat Palpatine. Oh, no, that, absolutely. I'm talking Vader and his armor. Yeah, because he's severely uh, limited. Because, yeah, he, very, he made him very limited to what he could do. Now, if he were Anakin, not like, you know, absolutely horribly disfigured, uh, Anakin would easily wipe the floor with him. Like easily, he's easily the most powerful being in the whole Star Wars universe, or was. Right. Well, and another theme from Star Wars is is just that sacrifice. You know, like Anakin slash Darth Vader sacrificed himself to save Luke by killing the he Emperor. Did. Right. And and it just shows you if if Vader ever tried to fight the Emperor, a couple bolts of lightning, he'd be dead. Like because of his body. So, I mean that it but, is what it is. But I love. I still like that the the scene that stands out to me the most though is when he goes, "What is? Oh shit!" Uh, when he said, um, "When Anakin's laying there with no legs and one arm, and he's like, 'I'm gonna kill you.'" And oh, he's like, "I hate and you." It, yeah, and his but his eyes have turned full Sith. Yeah. And at that point, you realize he's he the Anakin that we knew was long gone. Yeah. Well, there's a couple times they show that those eyes, but that movie, it's the most important to me. It's the most important Star Wars movie, and it's also one of the most well done movies. And honestly, it's probably Spielberg's last really good Star Wars movie that he did. You mean George Lucas? Yeah, I meant Lucas. Yeah. Well, I mean, it is the last movie he did. Um, you know, aside from doing like Clone Wars, like the Clone Wars movie, which was, eh. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, there's uh, a reason that's at the bottom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then obviously my number one, you know what it is. Yeah, I mean Return of the Jedi for you, Empire Strikes Back for me. But but there's, I've I've actually seen quite a few people saying you know Return of the Jedi is super underappreciated and it is one of the best, if not the best. And you know you 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 watch certain parts of it and you can definitely understand it. The the fight at the end obviously is the most important in Star Wars. Like and uh, you know people can talk all they want about. 
um, the choreography and stuff in the prequels, like with the lightsaber battles. And, and that's really fucking cool. Especially when you're a kid, like seeing that, that's fucking awesome. And I still love those fights oh, yeah. today, but, uh, you know, when you look at the original trilogy, the fights are much less interesting to watch, but they're way more interesting narratively. Like they serve the story better, you know, like it just, that's kind of how it is. Like the fight with Dooku at the end of attack of the clones serves very little purpose, right? Like it's just, okay, we're going to have a, a, a lightsaber fight because it's a Star Wars movie. Whereas, like, the fight at the end of Return of the Jedi, like, is is a huge part of the story. Like, it's Luke being tempted. It's Luke then finding his calm and, be, and be, becoming a more patient Jedi. And then Luke losing his fucking mind, tempted by the dark side, trying to kill his dad. Coming back to the light. Like, it, it serves a full story within that fight. You know, the, the fight yeah, with Dooku. And you ask him, well, does damn near kill Vader, by the way. Right. Until, like, he cuts off his hand and realizes, hey, his hand is mechanical just like mine. Like, this is my father. Like, we have more in common. Like, it's not just this evil robot. Like, he can be good. He can help bring balance to the Force. Like, he should. Yeah, and I forgot forgot what your number one is. Well, I mean, it's obviously Empire, so. I mean. I should have known that. It's always <laughs> been Empire for you. Yeah, I, I mean, Empire's been my favorite since, like, 2007, you know? Like, obviously, like, I grew up with with the prequel. Like, I grew up with the with the original. Like, I didn't see him in theaters. Obviously. I was born in 93. I didn't see him in theaters, but I always watched him as a I kid. I did. Right? Like, I had seen him so many times what? before I what, saw Phantom originals? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, the, oh no, I, I was born in 82. I didn't even get to see him in theater either. Right, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it's it, like one of those things where, like, I, I, I've i always loved Star Wars. Like, I, I can't remember a time where I didn't know Star Wars in my life. So, you know, when, when Phantom Menace came out in 99, like, I went to the Midnight Showing, I was five years old. And I loved Phantom Menace because I'm five years old, you know? And then I loved Attack of the Clones, even though it was really bad. Like, I can see that as an adult now, but as, as uh, what, eight, eight at the time? I was eight? It was good. And then Revenge of the Sith I saw when I was fucking 11, and holy shit, dude, that was amazing. Like, it blew my mind. So, you know, then when you start growing up more, when you almost in high school, in retrospect, you're like, okay, well, the original trilogy is still the best. Empire is still the best. But, you know, I can appreciate the prequels for what they were. Yeah, the prequels, they serve their purpose, like. Yeah, they absolutely serve their purpose. I mean, they're fantastic movies for, for they're, they're fantastic Star Wars movies. I mean, they're not good movies in general, but um, they're, they're fantastic Star Wars movies. And even though there are so many bad parts in them, like, you can argue that Star Wars movies in general aren't great movies, but, you know, they're just a series of great sequences, and and that's what the prequels are. They're a series of amazing sequences, you know? Yep. So, all right. I mean, that concludes our list. Obviously, you can tell, like, they're not super different, but there are differences because we're different people with different opinions. But at the end of the day, we're still both Star Wars fans. We love Star Wars. And, you know, you don't have to agree with all or any Star Wars fans to make your opinions valid. You're still a Star Wars fan, whether you love them uh, you know, love certain ones and dislike certain other ones or whatever. Like, that's what it means to be a Star Wars fan. Like, we're going to disagree, but at the end of the day, I mean, Daniel, Daniel's opinion on Star Wars isn't going to stop me from watching him, you know, or my opinion isn't going to stop him. Like, 
It's just what it is. That's the beautiful thing. We can all not not every single person is gonna like the same thing. As long as you like Star Wars, that's the most important thing. Whatever you get like Attack of the Clones, which is not my favorite, but I still respect that. Right. But teach their own. Yeah. You and, know what I mean? Like, and us like me saying Attack of the Clones is cringy and has bad dialogues and blah blah blah. Like yeah, that shouldn't take away your enjoyment of it. If you love it, then who fucking cares what I think? There's only one movie. If you like it, I, I will judge you and not like it. And that's the 2016 Ghostbusters. Other than that, all is good. Like I'm a, like, as you know, I'm a huge movie buff. So, yeah. uh, yep. Star Wars for me is right up there. I got Jaws right up there. I I think another movie that's overlooked that helped bring in special effects was ET and um. But Star Wars for me, uh, the most important—it's one of the most important uh, movies in in film history, no doubt about it. Right. You know, even like this, like you know, making a stupid list, like whatever. Like we're still talking about like what makes Star Wars special, like some of the themes, some of the some of the like aspects of the films. But you know, like also that the movies are just really cool in certain parts and. Even though they're bad in other parts, like it doesn't matter. Like they they still have the right intentions. I'm not gonna lie. Like I had a thing for Natalie. Well, I still have a thing for Natalie Portman, but even more so when she was Padme. Yeah, I mean, I'm, hopefully I'm not probably, when she was 14, though. Chill out, okay? No, no. I, I do remember seeing her in her first movie called The Professional, which I think she was about 12 or 13, maybe even 14 in that movie. But mm. uh, no, like. She's a great actress, and she was a, like it. Just like to be honest with you, I'm I'm, I'm so stoked to see her and uh, gonna see her come back to Thor. Yeah, that'll be good. I like I love the fact that like I remember. Um, I'll be the first to admit this. I was not big on Tessa Thompson being Valkyrie, but she blew me away, and. Um, but Natalie Portman for me, like, was fantastic in this trilogy. What she did for me was, like, she really drove home in Revenge of the Sith the, um, just the magnitude of what, the impact that she had on, uh, on Anakin and the significance of her character, <laughs> uh, when Anakin actually found out she died. And it just, it just, just from that one death, uh, we essentially got uh, what six other movies, eight other movies, something like that. Right. Like she's the catalyst. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, it, this is like Star Wars is is a is a sequence of stories about things happening to Anakin, but also Anakin making those things happen. You know, so yeah, it is Anakin's well, he story. Wasn't... Well, I know, like in the comics, Vader's real. He done some fucked up shit in the comics. I don't know about the books, but. Um, I've seen videos on uh, YouTube, people discussing about Vader in the in the comics, and he just slaughters people after people and after people, and you kind of realize he's not a good guy. And right, the most the most interesting thing for me I came across was there was a video where it talked about where uh, Anakin as Vader actually approached Leia for forgiveness, and she actually told him get the fuck out of here. Basically, mm. it's interesting because like. 
a lot of people maybe from watching the original trilogy get the impression that <laughs> that Vader's just like this really calm, collected villain. He's not. But he's not. He's <laughs> angry all the time. It's always right there under the surface. He's just so angry all the time. He's going... Bro, remember when they're having that board meeting or whatever, and the dude got a little snippy about the plan, and Vader just fucking started force choking him. <laughs> right, but a lot of people think uh, it's such yeah. a cool scene, and like it's so cool because like Vader's just standing there, like he, like it seems like he's so unbothered. He's just like, oh fuck you, you know. No, like my vibe from Vader when he's standing there staring at him, he's like, for me, and I was thinking like Vader's probably thinking, this son of a bitch just questioned my fucking authority, so I'm gonna <laughs> teach him a little lesson. You know what I mean? Vader, Vader, but Vader was smart. Anakin was, like, the problem with Anakin slash Vader, and it was always a problem with him, even when he was a Jedi, is he let his feelings dictate everything. He didn't go with logic. He went with feelings. Right. And it's also important to note that, like, Anakin and Darth Vader are different people. They are. Yeah. Anakin, Anakin has a heart. Like, I just think... I think he, he, I don't know, like, he lost his mom in a very bad way. He lost Padme. I think Anakin, separate from Vader, is, he, like, for me, he was grieving the whole time. Like, of course. It wasn't until, and then, well, also, I always forget about this part, is that he never knew, he, he didn't know about uh, Leia or Luke for the longest time. And I think once he found out that he had the, that, the, well, he knew obviously Padme was pregnant. I can't remember. I think he knew they were having twins. I can't remember. No, he didn't know she was having twins. Yeah, he well, thought they were just having a baby. And they buried her with a baby bump to make it seem like she was still pregnant, and the babies died. But you know? yeah, I always wonder though if he had known about those kids prior, would it have chilled him out? Would he have become Vader still? No, I think uh, Palpatine would have manipulated him to kill him. Oh, yeah, that makes sense seeing that because uh, Palpatine really wanted Vader as <laughs> so no ifs, ands, or buts. Well, yeah, I mean, but I, 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 I get um, uh, the line. I mean, when when he's talking in Empire and he says, you know, the offspring of Skywalker must not become a Jedi, and then Darth Vader says, he will join us or die. Vader was fucking, but I, I don't think he ever had it in him to kill Luke. I don't think he ever would have. Yeah. Or Leia, for that matter. I don't think so. I think his love for Padme was stronger than anything on this planet. I think it, it, like if Padme had never died, he would have never joined Palpatine, in my eyes. Or if he, I, it may have been different. Shit, he may have been Palpatine at that point, because I do remember him. He was actually embracing the dark side when Pal, or Padme was still alive there before shit went down. Well... I think and, if he would have beat Obi-Wan, he would have killed the Emperor after that. Oh, yeah, no question. I think he had it in his mind that he could beat the Emperor. Yeah. Which I, I think an older Anakin would have, but that Anakin, no. But I don't know. We don't know. But right. I know this, that I still believe um, that I think once his, his – the realization that his kids were still alive, I think it sort of planted the seed for him to kind of come back to come back around because I think he, I think his children kind of gave him hope again. Well, I think and it was a I process. Kind of, like, I mean, it took him a long time to get to the point where, 
you know, well, it took Luke a while to get to the point where he accepted that's my dad, and I should I try to save him, what? right? Yeah, and I loved the fact. I loved when, like, afterwards, he's dragging Vader. Vader says, "Let me see your face." Right. That's probably what it's one of my favorite scenes because it, it's shortest. <laughs> you kind of get to see that he 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 did love his kids. He wanted to see Luke's face before he died. Yeah. And and we actually get to see the human side one last time of Anakin, and that, to me, that's significant. And, um, well, it's but significant Anakin that, and, that, yeah, Anakin is back. Anakin is the Jedi who returned. He, he dies as Anakin Skywalker, allowing him to become a force ghost. Like he doesn't die as Darth Vader. Thank God. But uh, remember, if he died as Vader, he would have went to the play that, uh, Palpatine went to. So he could have came back. Well, I think, I think, uh, I mean, talk about things that aren't explained well in that movie. I mean, <laughs> So, yeah, who knows? Who knows? But, all right. I mean, uh, I think that that'll wrap us up. Um, I appreciate you joining me, my friend. And, uh, hey, thank no you. worries. It's good conversation. And, um, yeah, we'll definitely have you on again sometime whenever you're available to bullshit some. Yes, more. sir. All righty. Uh, all right. Thanks, everybody. Right. Um, and that's going to wrap me up. Please rate and review if you like this. And, yeah. Uh, you know, thanks for journeying with me across the stars. Uh, goodbye.